and welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello, spiritual trailblazers, and welcome back. Tia Johnson here, and I am here with a more clearer mindset, so to speak. I needed to take a break, not from the podcast per se, just more of of a mental break. And I didn't know that was going to last for about two months. I want to dive into that. I want to dive into several things. And I'm also going to give some solutions because that's what I love to do. If there's a problem, there's a solution. And I like to address the problems, but focus more on the solutions because if you focus too much on the problem, you delay the solution. I want to thank you for hanging in, hanging in there with me. Um, I looked at the stats recently, and you guys are hanging on strong listening to the previous episodes. And I spoke with my project manager about maybe doing a best of list, but it just didn't feel right at the time, a best of episodes and post them. Meanwhile, we may do that in the, in the future, but I just needed a timeout. As I sip my goddess green tea over here um, by Magic Hour uh, Tea Company, this is really good. And they're not paying me to say this, but I want to tell you this because this has been very helpful in my getting back into a tea groove, so to speak. I already have three of their jars. Uh, so this is the Goddess Green Tea. I have their Lucid Dreaming Tea and their Soulmate Tea. All delightful, truly delightful. Loose leaf tea, um, so you would need a strainer. Um, the smell alone is going to put you in a better mode, a better mood. Uh, just quickly, some of the ingredients. This is the goddess green tea. Uh, lemongrass, organic lemongrass, uh, organic compliant apricot, and lychee, I guess that's how you pronounce it, flavor essence. So good. Anyway, uh, look them up. Magic hour. Okay. Uh, this tea is amazing. Anyway. So I'm here, I'm sipping my goddess green tea and my Harry Potter Marauders map <laughs> mug <laughs> that states, I'm, I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. So I'm very magic out at the moment. So I'm sipping my tea and I feel like I need to have a conversation with my friends. And that's how I feel like you guys are. I know I trust you guys sometimes as listeners because you are listening, but I feel like all around the world, we're all connecting, trying to get through some things. So uh, 
I still have my full-time job. And once the pandemic hit, we went full max telework. So uh, that was a blessing. That was one of the most secure things that happened. So working from home. But during that time, I'm adjusting, working from home, and getting to the groove of more teleconferences, which seems like, oh, that's really easy to do. But it's just so many hands in a pot sometimes that eventually you get sick of a call, <laughs> right? Uh, my mom got sick. And it's a little scary because she has other ailments. So it went from, oh, I feel pain here to going to urgent care, to going to the hospital. And then within like a week and a half time frame, my stepdad gets sick and he's in the hospital. It's not due to COVID-19, separate issues. And it was just like a back-to-back -back thing. It's like, all right, I'm transitioning from going into office, having some form of normalcy, okay, uh, to, all right, work from home, get set up virtually. There was a new woman who just joined my team. She's new, so I'm training her <laughs> remotely. And then boom, boom, my mom and stepdad get really sick. And that was a scary moment because it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, at, at the time, this is early on in the pandemic, it was, you know, if you don't have to go to the hospital, stay home because people are going to the hospital to get COVID tests and to get treated for COVID. But luckily, they don't have COVID. Uh, when my stepdad got uh, his COVID test when he was in the hospital, he was fine. My mom actually, so when I'm recording this, August 1st, and actually it's probably a little after midnight by this time, so it's August 2nd, uh, my mom will be getting her COVID test tomorrow, today. Um, so thankfully, no one has any symptoms, anything like that. Uh, we've been really good and really diligent. And I have to say in Philly, we've been very good about wearing our masks. So that hit boom, boom, back to back. Um, everyone's fine now. Everyone's out the hospital. My stepdad just has to alter what he eats now. He has to be really careful with that. Um, he has diabetes. And I say that because I know he would be okay with me talking about that. I don't give up people's medical information. And I say that because uh, my papa had diabetes. And I remember watching him prick his finger and all that other stuff. So it gave me some relief that I knew what he had. So it was something that we can all work together on, um, as opposed to it, it, this being a scary, unknown thing. Like, oh my gosh, what's going on? He was in so much pain up to going to the hospital. He was in a hospital. It was crazy. So thankfully, he just has to change what he eats. Um, He's been very good with taking his medicine. Sometimes people get something and they still don't care. So I will give that to his credit. All right. So that was like early mid-March, back to back, boom, boom. Then just when things are like, oh, all right, we got to deal with this pandemic. Spring, maybe half a summer is shot. And at this time, I'm talking to my best friend. We're like, you know what? Our birthday's in August, September. We should be good. We should be okay, at least, to, to do something. All right? And I'll get into the whole birthday situation in a minute. Just when we think, all right, we got a pandemic. 
I'm going to work through this. I see the murder of George Floyd. And there's something that ignites in you when you see something like that. When you see, well, former officer Chauvin rests me on a person who's detained on the ground and that just and at one point he adjusted himself to get more comfortable and something in me just dropped I don't know exactly what it was but something in me just sunk seeing it and then Brianna Teller story uh, was really being talked about more on top of Aubrey, on top of Christian Cooper. And then we get to Elijah McClain. And that one brought, it hurt me on a, on a deeper level. George Floyd angered me seeing that abuse of power racism, but Elijah McClain, well, George Floyd uh, murder angered me, but Elijah McClain, seeing that video hurt me. It, it really, brought it, it like even my eyes are watering now because here's a young man who, I think he was like 120 something pounds, something like that. And he's telling the officers, I'm just different. He's explaining to them, I'm anemic, so explaining all these things. And it's it such a, you can tell he was a sweet, gentle guy. Something that we need more of in this world. I know I have a fiery spirit. I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm nice, generous, but there are a lot of times where I'm not so nice and I'm not so generous and I get this moody in it. But with him, I feel like he would, he would be the person to say, hey, Tia, don't worry about it. Hey, Tia, you know. Take a deep breath, you know, and that really that was that was the tipping point. It's George Floyd's witnessing that murder sparked it, and then seeing that video of Elijah just and I started to have a lot of conversations with people online, and I'm telling you all this because. We all go through things and we experience it differently and we deal with it differently. So I I thought, you know what? I know racism still exists and I know that there's systemic racism and all these things. Let me have conversations with people. Let me be one of the many people to say, hey, you're not perceiving this right. And it's not about looking at it my way. It's what the truth is versus what you've been told. So while I am thinking, you know what, I'm going to have conversations with people, and I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, it got really disheartening really fast to the point where I got mentally exhausted. I could no longer do my full-time job where the volume has increased. My full-time, nothing stopped with that. Okay, if anything, it grew, okay, the workload. 
and my business and a podcast <laughs> and dealing with my parents' issues that it was exhausting trying to communicate with people. And you know what? Some, to some people's credit, some people was able to understand that there were a lot of people on TikTok that were telling history, history that a lot of Black people know about that happened in the Black communities and some white people too, like the massacre of Black Wall Street, okay? Millions of dollars of damage was done. And I remember reading an article that it took Tulsa, like, I don't know, I think like 90 years or something like that to tell the truth of what really happened. You know, the, the history of Central Park. You know, just think, redlining, okay? You know, it, it, just a quick little side note about redlining, that was, that was purposely set so Black people wouldn't get certain homes or homes at all, really. So you got the red, you, go, draw, you get a map, you draw a red line, boom, okay? And if you were a Black person with good credit, you would either get charged much more higher interest or you still wouldn't get a nice home. So, I mean, things like that, systemic racism, just ingrained so deeply. So I mentioned a few, few things. Please take your time to Google it, do some research. Um, but anyway, so in the midst of having these conversations with people, I understand that you're not going to change some people's minds. I get that. I mean, I've been, I was on the first debate team at my high school. I have a lot of conversations with many people in many different backgrounds over decades. I know there's some people minds who you aren't going to change, but there are a lot of people who wanted to understand. There are a lot of people out there who didn't know about systemic racism because it's not something you just talk about. And when you do talk about it, it gets dismissed or, or people don't really don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. We need to have uncomfortable conversations. You don't grow without being uncomfortable. I mean, really, that's, that's just impossible. You really cannot grow and cannot fully understand something without being uncomfortable. It's just not. So um, I had to remove myself from social media. And I had to tell you, this is the only one time have I ever unfriended someone. I think I really just unfollowed them because they said something really nasty about Beyonce. And it wasn't just because it was, you know, Queen B. It was just, I noticed a red flag. It was this person, this guy, that said something so just grotesque. It's just like, dude, you, what has she ever done to you? <laughs> you know, so it makes me think about maybe he could be a guy who don't like a successful woman, doesn't like, you know, black, it, who knows? It was just, uncalled for it was over and beyond and that was years ago okay on Facebook and I'm one of the OGs of Facebook when you had to type in the facebook.com when it was only college students okay so that's how long I've been on Facebook uh, so I haven't unfriended anyone in a very long time I unfollowed just a few people here and there but it's very rare but the month of June and July I unfriended tons of people because what I will not stand for is the blatant disrespect and the blatant turning the eye 
to what has been going on and what is going on. Are we in a better place than the 60s? Yes, but there's still work to be done. And this really makes me think of my grandmother who, is, who witnessed a lot of these things. I remember, <clears throat> and thank you for bearing with me as I explain this. I remember when 9-11 happened and I walked home from school. So I lived in South Philadelphia and my school, uh, a Catholic all-girls high school was located in Center City. And, you know, this was in September. So I had fresh Catholic school shoes on. Anyone who has worn Catholic school shoes know they are hard and they will dig into your Achilles tendon, okay? So I walked home from school and no one really knew what was going on. It was just craziness. Uh, I got in the door and I told my grandmother, you know, the Twin Towers got attacked. And she said, this, this is just like Kennedy. This is just like Kennedy. And it was almost like she had become a little bit numb to this situation because she just witnessed a horrific act, something that's unspeakable, an assassination of the president of the United States on top of different racial issues. My grandmother was very fair-skinned. Um, her, her mom was Italian. Her dad was Black. So there was a lot of, it's a lot of things with that. And then when her mom died, her stepmom was a woman who, uh, a dark-skinned black woman who didn't like light-skinned black people. It just is so layered, all right? So my grandmother dealt with a lot, you know? So she's raising my mom and uncles during the 60s and the 70s. They've seen a lot. My grandmother's seen a lot. And so I figured, well, what can I do? Because this isn't anything that's new but we can do something about this. So I started signing petitions. I started making donations. I started spreading the word. I always made posts anyway on my private Facebook page. I, I do it, especially during Black History Month. Every day I post something about a different figure, a Black person in history. Um, if I see something that I think is unjust, unjust and I don't like, I write about it. And I also use, uh, references. I include links. That's the thing that we have to do now. I'm a huge proponent of that because a lot of things can be photoshopped, manipulated some way, shape, or form. So I post links. So now I'm doing what I can do to the best of my ability, right? That's, that's what we can do. That's another point I want to bring up. Do what you can do within your capacity. And so when I'm having these conversations, I'm also looking at the people around me. Now, I want to make this very clear. You do not have to post anything on any social media. But what you do post matters. There are some people who prefer to work in the background. And guess what? We need people like that. I didn't post on social media about the donations I made. And I made donations to different organizations, not just for uh, a Black people, I, the Wounded Warrior Project, all that. So what I'm saying here is you don't have to post anything on social media. We need people on all fronts, the front end, the back end, in between. That's how we win. But what you do post matters. And I've seen people make posts, and this, this, this is what added to the mental exhaustion. And I just stopped with the, you're not going to have conversation with these people. I've seen posts where people 
put up a picture, the infamous picture of Dr. Martin Luther King. He's holding hands uh, with the Freedom Riders, you know, all that. It's like, this is, you know, protest like this, man. Like, this is how they... So I wrote on my page. If that's your first post, you're missing a point because you're, you're tone deaf. This man peacefully protested and it still costed him his life. So don't tell people how to protest. Please don't. Okay? There's no SOP for standard operating procedures for protesting. Okay, I know that you are to get a permit for it, but let's be honest here. People need to be heard and changes need to be made. So if your only post is going to be do it peacefully, please don't say nothing at all. You're missing the overall picture. And then I seen a post that stated, uh, this is wrong and so is this. And it's Chauvin's knee on Floyd's neck and the looting. This is not a Venn diagram. This is not a compare and contrast. This isn't a this or that type of thing. It's a human rights issue. We know looting is wrong. Sherlock, like no shit, Sherlock. That is, and I'm all about memes, but that is that is the dumbest meme I have seen to date. And that was some of people's only posts. So you don't want to talk about what led up to the looting. Again, not condoning looting because there are people who were taking advantage of the situation as people do with any situation, really. Okay, you're not going to talk about the background issues, but you're going to talk about something that makes you feel comfortable. Have a nice life. I do not have time for it. And now we're at the point where we can't agree to wear masks. And it's hurtful because the first word of this country is united. And we haven't been united. And I know it means for the states, but we just have not been united. And again, I'm not here to argue anyone. So if you're just like, Tia, I don't want to wear a mask. It's my right. Just unsubscribe. I don't have time for it. I'm, I'm sharing this with you because I know everyone's going through something. And I want to share with you what I'm going through. Because if I'm going through something, I know you're going through it. And it needs to be said. Okay. Um, here in Philadelphia, we have tons of museums. And there's one museum that has oddities and is very scientific, it's called the Mutter Museum. And in high school, I went there for the first time. When you walk in, it's this picture there. It was there, they probably put it back there um, recently, of a freeze frame of a man who sneezed. And it showed you how far it went. Just wear the goddamn mask, okay? People sneeze as a reaction sometimes. You can't catch it all the time. You can't always catch a cough. You can't always catch a sneeze. Most pe I've seen so many women who don't even wash their hands on a regular basis, come right out the stall, flick their hair, and they leave, okay? They don't wash their hands. I want to say, if I were to make a guess, I would say about 
90% of the women who go in the bathrooms do not wash their hands. Period. They don't. So many times. And it's like, she's disgusting. Mental note, do not shake her hand. Or if you have to, use antibacteria, don't touch anything. So many women alone do not wash their hands before the pandemic. Okay? So this is June, July, and we still arguing about this. People, oh, it's my right. Yeah, but I remember when they made wearing seatbelts a law. You, in the establishments, you cannot go in there without a shirt and a pair of shoes on. No one's like, oh, it's my right to walk in there with no shoes on. But yet here we are, people, here we are. And now in Philly, I'm pretty sure other places are going to have this, events been canceled. And I totally understand it. No Thanksgiving Day parade, <laughs> holiday season. Who knows what that's going to look like? We may have a football season. I love football. I mean, preseason's been canceled. So here we are, people. I feel like the people who just refuse to wear a mask, who made it political, are those people who are in, in a group project. They don't really do the work or, you know, they do some of it and they want to take all the credit when everything works out. Or they're the people who have to take the five day, uh, was it the Z pack antibody and they stop at day three because they feel better. I feel like they are those people. Screw what the doctor said. And again, I hear this. Oh, Dr. Fauci in the beginning said, this is a new virus out of the corona family and they're they are working with the data as it comes in so in the beginning he said not to wear it he got more data changed it and now we wear it is that not what happens when we do something new oh that didn't work let me switch it up boom that worked i mean really people so anyway i i just got mentally exhausted all right um and I had to take a step back. And that mental exhaustion meant that I couldn't give the energy into my podcast that I wanted to give. I just didn't have that mental capacity. I didn't. So I spent some time inward. And that helped a lot because I had more time now to do it. You know, working from home has cut down on travel time to and from work. So there's that, uh, the, the fatigue from traveling is gone. All I got to walk downstairs. So I started reading more. Um, I worked more on the script for the movie that I wanted to, that I would like to make one day. Uh, a lot of things in queue. And I like that. I also checked up on people, and that's been working out. Actually, let me go back a little bit. So, because I said I wanted to talk about the birthday thing. I mentioned this on podcasts, like many, many podcasts ago. Um, one of my birthday episodes, probably two or three years ago, but I know there's new people who listen. So, for my birthday, and really for my best friend's birthday too, for a number of years, we would go to Mexico for our birthdays because uh, our birthday is about five days apart. Um, so that's been our thing. And recently, I started celebrating my birthday 
for the entire month. And some people make fun of me like, oh, like, really you doing it? Here's the origin to that story. And this is why we are still like, oh my God, we're a little bummed out why, you know, about how we're going to celebrate our birthdays. So once upon a time, we used to have these events for our birthdays. And what happened was we ended up taking care of other people or putting people's feelings before our own on our own birthday. And we were just giving too much energy into other people and it was never really working out for us. And whenever we throw an event, we always want to make sure everyone's okay, everything works well, like everyone's fed and like just good. It just became exhausting. And what we learned is that we can't make people happy. Some people, no matter what, they always want it to be about them. And it's just like everyone gets their turn. Seriously, like if someone else's birthday is not about you, you'll get your turn on your birthday. And it got exhausting. So he said, Funk it, we're going to go to Mexico for our birthdays. We're spending these days here about a week. Boom, that's been working very well. But then what happened is people wanted to celebrate my birthday with me. I'm thinking, you know what? That's cool, but I also don't want to waste my birthday again. Okay, so what I started to do was have lunches with people, dinners with people, coffee, whatever. That's been working very well over the years. So that's why I started celebrating my birthday the entire month. So if you want to celebrate, you want to, hey, say, Tia, yeah, take you out for a cup of coffee for your birthday, that's fine. That worked very well. Um, and I really treasure birthdays because that's the day we were born. There's no one else like us in the entire universe. We are here on this planet to do something and we are special. And, and I, I get emotional when people don't care about their birth, not emotional, it's not the right word. I get concerned and I feel a little bit um, sad for people who just don't care about their birthdays. There's something about their birthday that they're, they're missing and they just don't celebrate it. So when I wrote my first book, I talked about the importance of that. And as I got messages or, or people just told me, like, I celebrate my birthday now. And they just feel so much more alive. So it's a great day to celebrate you. There's nothing wrong with celebrating you. And I will never, ever agree to not owning that day. If you don't want to do anything, you want to chill on your birthday, it's your birthday. Do that. But to just, like, not acknowledge it, that's horrible you're here on earth you, and you mean something. So that's why we're a little bit at a crossroads here where it's just like we get the virus going on. And I've been very good. I know she's been good with wearing a mask and things like that. We just don't know what to do. So I just wanted to give you the backstory about that because I mentioned the birthdays because we thought we would be okay around this time, but here it is. August 2nd, the time I'm recording this video, and it's just like canceled 2020 at this point. So I talked about how I got to the point of exhaustion, mental exhaustion, and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I don't want to dive too much into that because I talked a lot about that in the first half, but I'm just going to leave you with, with this point before I get to the solutions. I will say what bothered me the most was when I saw, well, the, the most outside of what already had happened with those horrible people committing the murders, is when people disregard 
try to pretend what happened isn't real or isn't that serious. Or they want to bring up a whole sheet, a whole list of what this person did to justify how they got killed. But we have, uh, what's his name, Dylan Roof, who prayed with people in a church, Black people in a church, and then he killed them. He committed mass murder. He killed them. And this, this boy got Burger King food. He was about, what, maybe 118, 120-ish pounds. He didn't get injected with X amount of ketamine. No one seemed to feel threatened with him. I didn't even so much as hear his background much. But that's what I'm saying. We need to look at the bigger picture. We need to call a spade a spade. Even now with the former cop Chauvin is being shown that uh, he and his wife haven't been paying their taxes. And then one of the guys who recorded um, Ahmaud Arbery's killing, now he's uh, being looked into for a, what, a child um, uh, like pedophilia or something like that, something in, in that realm. So here we are, people. Here we are. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? We can dive deep into this person and that person, but the problem, the overarching problem is systemic racism, abuse of power, okay, other isms, right? We need to attack all these isms. I just saw, and I posted on my Facebook page, uh, where finally the law was passed where gays cannot be fired for being gay. Like, are you kidding me with this? Like, we, I'm just gonna leave on, leave on that note. I'm glad that the law got passed. It's sad that we need to have laws to tell people you can't fire someone for being part of the LBGTQ community. Are you kidding me? Like, screw your qualifications. You're gay. What? Like, it's just, it, it boggles my mind. It, it's just like, oh, we don't want to give you this home because you're black. What? Like, person's credit score could be 800. It's just, oh my gosh. It, it hurts my head and my soul. Because we should not, in 2020, be dealing with these isms. Like, it, it just, I don't get it. This should not be a thing. 1960 was not even 100 years ago. Okay, my mom was born in 1960. Like, this is still... It's just, oh my gosh. All right. Regroup. We are going to talk about solutions because this is a very high anxiety, high um, what if, what's going on, what am I going to do time. And this is unprecedented for, I want to say, uh, people my age and a little bit older because, like I said, there were people who are still around now who were during the 60s, so forth, all right? So this is unprecedented for a lot of us. And the pandemic is unprecedented for basically all of us because we weren't around uh, during the Spanish flu. Unless, I don't know, someone found like some fountain of eternal youth that we don't know about, all right? So 
some solutions. And I want to say, this is where you, you take your time with this. Like I said, I didn't know that my break from the podcast would be two months. Okay, I just didn't. And I didn't know so much so that I didn't even realize that I didn't text my project manager that an episode wouldn't be loaded. I was just in this weird zone where I was just focusing on my work and having conversations and just trying to adjust to when I come home from going to the market, I got to wipe down the groceries and make sure I keep my distance and all these other things that I'm just not used to doing. So take your time with these solutions. Um, <clears throat> some solutions you may want to do on your own because some things are just best done by yourself. Okay. Until you're ready to talk about it. Okay. And, and I want to say it's okay to not be okay. And I'll be honest with you. I haven't, I haven't left the house since March, not, not excluding uh, or not including um, going to the market. I just recently got my nails done and that was a phenomenal thing. That, that was an event. Okay. But I mean, as far as traveling, I haven't traveled. My trip to uh, Yacht Week to Croatia got canceled and hey, look, I'm not complaining about that right? People lost, people are losing and have lost their jobs. I am not going to bitch about Yacht Week being canceled, okay? That was, you will never hear me whine about something like that. I would joke about that before I, I would never do that. So, um, especially with that happening, that, that was also one of the things that hurt me so much is so many people are losing their jobs. But anyway, Focus on what you can control. That's number one. And that's why I talked about me and, and their traveling. I can't control that, right? A lot of countries are not letting Americans in. Um, it's, it's a really interesting time. And I had like a little spazzy moment, whatever you want to call it. And my mom was just like, Tia, calm down. Because I really, traveling is good for my mental health. I discovered this a few years ago. Um, and I talked about this on the podcast, it's in my blood. My dad traveled all around the world. He lived in several countries. Uh, my mom's not much of a traveler. Uh, she does travel a little bit, but she's not much of a traveler. But it's, it's in me. Since I was a kid, about four or five years old, my papa put me on Amtrak, and we would travel to Bryn Mawr and different places in Philly. I was, I'm a traveler. Um, but I recently discovered it was part of my mental health because I always came back with a new sense of awareness a new sense of purpose and just understanding the cultures. And it's, it's just so invigorating. It's something about the air, like you're in a different environment and they have, each country has their own history. And it's just so, it's so interesting. And I just love it. And the people you meet, it's priceless. And that's one of the reasons why my uh, uh, blog post when I was in Iceland is still one of my most highest viewed blog posts because it's so detailed. Okay, and it's just so filled with the culture, you know, and people, a lot of people travel to Iceland, you know, because they want to go to the Blue Lagoon, but it's so much more than that. And it's so, it's such a beautiful thing. So I had a little moment today where I was just really just kind of like, ah, I've been in the house since March. I haven't traveled anywhere. My passport's not stamped. I really want to, want to, you know, go out and do things. And then I thought about the holiday season. It's just like, What's that going to look like? Because the holiday season is huge for me, right? So 
my mom was just like, Tia, you know, look, you can't control it. And she's right. And I had to remember that. Like I said, you will not hear me bitch about Yacht Week being canceled. But the overarching thing is, I just love to travel. I love being on a train. And there's something about that that really just does something for my mental health. So focus on what you can control. What does that look like? I'll give you an example for me, and it may trigger something in you. It may give you an idea. So, all right, what can I control? Let's just use the holiday season because, let's face it, it's going to be here in no time. It's already August. Kids are going back to school in a few weeks. I can decorate the home. I can still do that, decorate the home. I can look up recipes, all right, to bake different things, to make different drinks, okay? Um, I can still watch my holiday movies, right? I can still have a piece of the holiday season. That's not going away. I can still dance the holiday music. That's within my control. I'm also am going to do some holiday shopping now because some of my uh, products took about two months to arrive. So if I order now, I get it sometime around October, maybe November, but it's done. That's within my control. So focus on the things that you can control. By all means, have your little spaz out session where you're like, this is crazy. This is, you know, I'm so sick of this. Like what? Da, da, da. Do it. Yell, scream, throw your pillows, do all that. Get out your system and then think about what you can control. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be really honest with you. I miss having lunch with some of my friends. I know. I miss that. I miss brunch. I miss going to concerts. You know, I miss all that stuff. I accepted it in March. <laughs> you know, I was like, when June came around, when April was here, like, oh, you know, it's April, who cares? And May came around, I was like, oh, well, you know, that sucks. And then, you know, Facebook posts on this day, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> it starts to sink in. But this is where we had to really get our mental focus together. Like I said, have your moment but then snap your mentality back into shape because if you don't, it's really going to get to you. And I don't care if you have to go talk to a therapist. Every, a lot of doctors are doing the virtual thing anyway, the, the telehealth. So if you need to, do that, all right? But uh, don't let your, your mental health go out the window, all right? Please do not do that because you will not make it you will not make it through the end of 2020. You will go crazy and every little thing will piss you off. So that's number one is uh, focus on what you can control. Two is to get educated. What does that mean? That means that there's a lot of information out there, a lot of information about the economy, about the pandemic, about the uh humane issues that are going on right now or inhumane issues I, I should say um get your material from different platforms i recently resubscribed to the wall street journal i had it back in college i was a business major and college students got it for free um so i was reading it then and i recently resubscribed to it because i wanted to, to get back into being more knowledgeable about the markets um, is what I love to do anyway. I, I love business talk. I could talk about that all day. Um, 
I used to be, at one time I was a finance major and I used to love looking at financial statements and the EBITDA. Oh my God, it was just like my thing. Um, so I decided I'm going to get the Wall Street Journal again. I watch uh, different news stations. I watch MSNBC, CNN. Uh, I read a lot. I go to, uh, I follow people on Instagram. There's a lot of ways to get your information now. And you can always cross check. Okay. For example, uh, there, <laughs> I say this because some, sometimes people make blanket statements and it's easy to take that blanket statement and then run off to the races. Right. So the thing is, yeah, the economy isn't in a good place. However, some companies are hiring. Look at Amazon. They need more drivers, you know, because people are ordering so much more now because they're at home. So I'm not saying the economy is in great shape because it's not. But what I'm saying is there are little pockets, right, that are still doing okay. So when you get educated, you have a rebuttal because the last thing you want is for someone to say, oh, the economy is actually doing well. Would you not realize this? Like, no, here's the GDP. Okay, here's where we were X year. Here's where we're at now. Here's where we were X month. Here's where we're at now. You don't have to know all the lingo and everything. You can just get the gist of it, you know? And you can say, look, all right, the economy is not doing well. Yes, some companies are hiring, but overall the, the economy is not doing well, okay? Let's not psych ourselves out here. So you have that information so no one can, can wield their power over you. You have your own power and knowledge is power, okay? So you can say, no, 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 that's not 100% correct. I remember one, here's a prime, one of the prime examples. <laughs> I remember, uh, what was this, uh, last year or two years ago, uh, funding had ran out for certain parts of the federal government. And there's one person I know on Facebook likes to, what I like to say, not complete the sentence, right? Not tell the full story. And this person posted, the government's open, I'm at work. That irritated the hell out of me because the government has what's called different pots of funding. So for those of you who don't work for the government, let's say you own a business and the, uh, let's say the accounting department, the finance department, the marketing department all need money, right? And their money is different. Let's say it's red, blue, and green, right? Accounting's green, finance is blue, and marketing is red. Now let's say accounting money's gone. There, there's no money. The color of that money, does, they didn't get any new money. So that department's closed. And now let's say the finance and marketing department is like, hey, this company's open. We're here. It's like, no, that department's open. That department's closed. And that's what that person did. They're not giving the correct information. If it's half of the information, it's still not that correct. It's, it's, not, it's not accurate, right? So to say the government's open, I'm here, I'm in the office is wrong. That's why I wrote, but there's different funding. And the response is, yeah, exactly. So that's what people will try to do. That slick shit, 
okay? Don't let people pull wool over your eyes. The more you get educated, the, the lower the fear becomes and the more you can be proactive in a situation, the more you can adapt, as my papa would say, always be adaptable. The more you can adapt in the situation. Not saying that, you know, just the fear is not going to creep back up. That's crazy, you know? <laughs> the most strongest, most bravest people on the planet still have some ounce of fear in them, okay? So I'm not saying it's going to go away 100%, but it lessens. The more knowledgeable you become, the less fearful you are and the more power you retain, right? Three, have more conversation. Now, I know I said that the conversation I were having was part of the main factors leading to my mental exhaustion. However, it depends on who you're having the conversation with. And it's not about, to be clear, it is not about people agreeing with you 100%. It's not. It's about discussing what's going on, possible solutions, also understanding what's going on, getting educated. You know, people, I would like to believe that most people want to understand and do good. And it's just the minority of evil people that just speak the loudest. An example I give is when you hear so many people saying, oh, don't get married, it's the ball and chain, or women are gold diggers, men are just big babies, but you never really hear much about the happy married people, the happily married people, because they're living their happily married lives, and they seem like people who aren't happily married, and not all the time, I'm seeing, I'm just saying, like, a lot of the times, they're posting on social media because they're trying to call the other person out indirectly. They want people to know, like, oh, yeah, John is not the man who you think he is, blah, 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 you know, but the people who are happily married are doing their thing, and you, you may see a post here and there, but they're living their lives. So it's like that. You don't really see it. You don't have those conversations. So start having conversations with people to understand who they are. You know, it, it, they might have a different religion than you. That's what I mean when I say you may not agree 100%. They may be of a different religion. You may not agree with it fully, but they're a nice person. It works for them. Start to get to know the people who you're around. Start to have more diverse friends. It still baffles my mind how people in certain areas of, I'm just going to use the U.S., don't have diverse friends. It's like you live in the city, even in some suburbs, because there are black and brown people everywhere now, for the most part. And it's like, unless you're from like some small town in USA, I just don't understand how people don't have diverse friends. My friends are like the United Nations. People, it's so funny, people get a little bit confused on how we know each other, or how we're friends, because we're cool people. <laughs> like, <laughs> and in a world where people judge people by the character and not their skin color, you can get along. Isn't that something? Wow. It's just, again, baffles my mind. So start to have deeper conversation. People start listening to them. Don't try to tell them, you know, what, what, um, what, what you think it is like, oh, well, I don't think that, you know, it's systemic racism. And they're like, no, 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 I'm literally explaining this to you. So don't try to, just, just listen first. Just listen. That's it. Just listen, take it all in, and then ask questions. All right? Um, <laughs> it, it's very interesting because I saw a post, and, and 
at this point I have stopped with the conversation. Like, I'm not going to read. This post was, uh, I'm an adult. No, I'm sorry. It starts off with, I respect people's opinions who are different than mine because I'm an adult. Now, I, part of me want to say, well, what opinion are you referring to? Because especially heavily during the month of June, uh, it was a lot about the protesting and the racial injustice and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, who, whose opinion do you not agree with? I, the inhumane? Here's the thing. You can have a difference of opinion. That's fine. I don't care. But I will not respect a racist. Like, I will not respect your opinion. Or anyone who is, you know, like the isms. Like, you don't like gays. Why? No, no. Why would I respect that opinion? No. That's, that's, that's dumb. That, that is hate. An opinion is, I don't like guacamole. I don't think it's good. Right? What that person is doing is expressing their taste buds. But for someone to be like, yeah, I'm for segregation. What? No, I will never respect that opinion. No, I'm guess that doesn't make me an adult. So therefore, um, you know, combo over, you might as well just unframe me. Uh, but have more conversation with people. One thing I love to do is learn, actually, I've been doing this for a long time is understanding where people come from. I, I find it fascinating. I really, truly do. Uh, have conversation with people. Ask them about their experience because that's just not something people talk about. And again, this isn't just solely black people. I have friends who are of uh, different nationalities. They came to America, got their citizenship, and sometimes they hide their accent a little bit. You know, it's just all these different things that people experience or they don't want to talk too much about their culture because they may have got made fun of in grade school. I met them in their adulthood. So you just never know. Start asking people about, start showing interest. Start asking about their lives. Start showing interest. Okay. And believe them, please. Um, <clears throat> four is get real with yourself. And this is something that I had to do too as well. Um, start getting real about what you really want in life. And I got real with this, but also I started diving more into my finances you know, and start, started pulling back with my business a little bit because actually a lot is because I just didn't have the mental capacity. Sometimes you got to call it. I know you see a lot of posts that say, you know, never quit. It's not quitting, right? Sometimes you got to call it retreat and then go back. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't have to be this big announcement. You know, it doesn't have to be this whole hoopla press conference, you know, sort of like when people make an announcement that they're leaving a Facebook group, just leave. Um, so be real with yourself. What do you really want from life? What do you really want from the people around you? What are you doing for yourself? Okay. Um, I say this because if nothing else, this pandemic has really shown that life is precious, right? Um, it showed people's true colors. All right. And we really need to think about who we hang around. We really do. We really, truly do. Because that's a reflection of who we are, period. I don't want to hear any, well, you know, no, it's a reflection of who we are, period. Who we hang around, 
there's there's something in each one of the people who we hang around that's in us. That's like I said before, and sometimes people give me fact this, but each of my friends have different quote unquote roles in my life. They play a different part in my life. For example, I have a friend who I go to art exhibits with. We have lunch together, you know, but she's not the girls' night out going drinking type. And I respect that. She's a different type of person. So she's my art exhibit, and I love going to art exhibits. She's my, my arts and culture friend. Okay. So you, you just gotta understand who, who these people are in your life. What what so what is the role that they play in your life? And start reevaluating that. I also mentioned this before in the past. When it comes to letting go of certain people in your life, I'm, I should just have like an associate's degree in this at this point because, or maybe even a bachelor's degree at this point because it's, I'm not saying that it's easy. It's never easy, right? If something ever becomes easy, then you need to switch up the game. But you have to call it at a certain point. If people are, aren't doing things, all right, be careful what they are not doing as well. You know, some people are a little bit complicit in, in certain things. If they are not doing certain things, take note of that as well. And then start to think, hey, do I want to be friends with this person? Because I'm at an age now where my friends are now my family. By the time I have kids, my kids are going to think that they are uh, Filipino and Indian and German. Because <laughs> my friends are so diverse. My kids not going to know what they are. <laughs> you know, so because everyone's going to be auntie and uncle. All right. So. What I'm saying here is really think about this. And I know I, I've seen lots of posts where people have friend breakups and friend breakup, breakups are like boyfriend breakups. I, I, I understand the difficulty in that. But the last thing you want is to have a person who is injecting toxicity into your life, right? Just low doses. Low doses over time become one big dose, right? So pay attention to these signs. What what they are doing and what they are not doing. And sometimes what they are not doing is even worse than what they would be doing. Okay. So get real with yourself. What do you really want in this life? Who do you truly want to be around? Who do you want to be your soulmate, your significant other? Who do you want to be? Start thinking about this and the things that are scary start tackling it and i'm not talking about like if you are afraid of clowns that's not going to enhance your life unless you think confronting the clown is going to help you get to some level in your life do it but if it's not you know if there's something like you know what i'm going to get over my fear of water learn how to swim because it's going to help with my health you know it's something that just it's a good um what do you call it, cardio, exercise, whatever, fine. But what I'm saying is attacking the things that, that scares you but will add growth to your life. Some people are afraid to talk about money and finances. That's important to the growth, for the growth of your life, right? So do research. We are in the most advanced age of technology right now. And I know People say, oh, well, the pyramids were building the pyramids and object. What I mean is, within the palm of our hand, we have Google amounts of information, right? 
when I was a kid, if you wanted information, you either had to have encyclopedias, which I have still have two sets of encyclopedias downstairs, or you went to the library, or you just have an elder like my papa who was a historian, or you have someone like that who tell you information. Other than that, you aren't getting it. You have to go out and walk somewhere to get it. We have it in the palm of our hands. Do your research, right? So if you're afraid to talk about money in your own private time, start looking up about finances and understanding it. And like I said, the more you get educated, the lower the fear becomes. So get real with yourself. And five is stick to your guns, all right? Now, is there room for a change of heart? Yes. I'm not talking about if someone wants to have a discussion about uh, abortion or things like that, and, and someone's like, oh, I don't agree with it. I'm not talking about if you don't like abortion, just stick me like, oh. What I'm talking about is when it comes to your personal growth, when it comes to understanding your life, and even if you don't know your life purpose, as long as you keep working on yourself, I guarantee you it will hit you. It will come to you. But if you don't work on it and you keep having people in your life, they're going to condone things, overlook things because it really doesn't bother them. It's not in their backyard. Okay. It's not going to work for you. This life is not going to work in your favor. And what's going to happen is eventually you're going to look externally. My life isn't working because of this and that and that. So instead of conquering this and that and that, you're just retreating. So what I mean by sticking to your guns is the changes you make for your personal growth, that positivity, stick to that. Don't go backwards. Now, what if, using the friend example, what if your friend says, you know what? I really had to check myself. I had to check myself and I had to get educated. And now I understand systemic racism. And now I get, you know what? Yeah, the LBGTQ community should have rights. They shouldn't get fired, you know, because of how they identify themselves or et cetera, et cetera. You know what? I had to really check myself, you know? And if that person changed and you see, you understand it, then yeah, okay, cool. You, you may want to, walking back into your life or maybe see them here and there. That's totally up to you. But if people are judging you and mocking you and, you know, just basically want to tear you down, why would you want them in your life? And I understand that some people are your very family members. Well, this is when you're going to have to slowly retreat, right, from them. Just distance yourself from them. Keep conversations at a minimum. You don't have to really be that engaging with people. And I understand, especially now we're in our homes, we're living with some of these people. Keep the conversation to a minimum and stay in your room. It's not easy, but you got to do what you got to do for your own mental health or go on walks. You can still ride your bike, go on walks and things like that. You know, leave the house, go for a walk and come back. You know, take a shower and go chill on your bed, read a book, binge watch Hulu, Netflix, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, so, you know, stick, stick to your guns for the growth, personal development, working towards a better place, right? Because 
if we don't, it's self-destruction. It's just plain and simple. We should not, in 2020, have to deal with, on top of a pandemic, and again, I'm not even going to dive into people not wearing a mask. On top of a pandemic, we're dealing with isms. That bothers me. So I don't know, maybe in my lifetime, racism will be at an all time. I don't, I don't know if we ever get rid of it because part of racism allows people or it, it makes people think that they're better than another person or they can blame somebody else. Now, I don't have the job I had because of fill in the blank demographic. Fill in the blank demographics, taking all my jobs. No, big corporation moved your jobs overseas for cheap labor. For cheap labor. So if you want to come at anybody, go after the big corporations. Okay? Because they took the business overseas because they didn't want to deal with unions. They'd rather deal with cheap labor and sometimes child labor. So go after big corp. All right? not people who are trying to look for a better life. So that's, 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 and, and that's really the full story. What I've been going through, um, my, my break, I am back. I have some amazing guests coming on the show. One is uh, a um, subject matter expert who will be helping with more of the mental health therapy side. Uh, we're going to dive into that. I have uh, another wonderful guest who will be talking about, um, actually, you know what? It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> I have a lot of wonderful guests coming on the show to help, especially on the mental health side, to uh, help also um, spiritually what's going on um not spiritual bypassing by the way i don't i don't do that we we dive into um not necessarily a dark side but just uh what's i guess yeah the, the shadow side and the shadow is just what we aren't addressing at the time that's it so we are going to dive into that so we can make the most out of the rest of this year and our life because we will overcome this, all right? Time will go on. We will reach 2021, okay? And eventually we will move past this, period. So you just got to think about the person you want to be on the other side of this. This is this is a time where our mental health is being tested and our physical health in some ways are being tested. And on the other side of this, I want you to be able to look back and say, you know what? You know, this is really hard for me, but I pulled through, okay? But I pulled through. Whatever that pull through is, I don't even care if you make it by the skin of your teeth, okay? I get everyone's in a different position. Some people, or unfazed, unbothered, you know, some people are really bothered. Some people lost their jobs. Some people lost their loved ones. All right, and I know what that feels like, 
okay? So, you know, everyone's at a different level here and I want to acknowledge every single one of those levels, okay? Because even those people who really haven't been affected, it still reaches them, okay? It still does. And that's what I want people to understand, you know? Someone works for somebody else. Someone knows somebody else. This all comes full circle. So we have to be here for each other. However, we can show up for each other. Okay, so do what you can, when you can, however you can. You don't have to be vocal about it. You can just Google what to read, educate yourself. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you angry. Because when I learned a lot about Black history, it made me angry. Then it made me also angry that I didn't know about other people's history as well. All right. I know a lot about European history, but I didn't know too much about the history of people who came to the U.S., whether by slave or not, you know, and that's important to know. Other people's history is important as well. And I bother me. And, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, but, you know, it's, it's really a shame when you learn about events and certain people in your adulthood when you should have learned about it in childhood. Like I think about the late councilman John Lewis and his breathtaking, amazing life. And I'm just thinking to myself, why am I learning more about him in my adulthood than I did in my childhood? Like he was right there with Dr. Martin Luther King. And yet I don't remember being taught much about him. It, it just baffles my mind. It, actually, it doesn't. It irritates me because I understand the propaganda, right? You show one person, you make the color, you make the photo black and white. The photo was taken in color. You make the photo black and white, try to make it like it's older than what it was. You show one person, disregard it. And, you know, it's just so sad. It's just so, so sad because representation matters. And I don't care if you're a little girl looking to see a grown woman doing something, you know, a woman firefighter, a woman, woman police officer, whatever it is. I don't care if you're a differently able person and you want to see people doing something like we have the, um, the, uh, the Olympics for differently able people. I've seen uh, billiard competitions of people in wheelchairs. You know, representation matters. Imagine someone who looks at the, the Special Olympics and go, oh my gosh that person has the, the thing that I have and they're at the Olympics. Representation matters. And that's not a bad thing. Okay. It's not. So quick recap. It's okay to take a timeout. It's okay to not know when that timeout is going to end. Okay. As long as you, you're still making sure that you're eating and things like that, like I look at it as when you, when you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, and sometimes you got to go back down to the basic level, you know, shelter, foundation, all that. It's okay. Maybe you, maybe you just didn't have the capacity to spend the time with your kids. You know, you just kind of gave them the iPad. It's okay. You know, this is just a weird time for a lot of people. It's okay. All right. Give yourself that time. I don't care if you have to take a longer shower because, you know, your house is crowded with the kids and the husband. All right, get, take a longer shower. Buy some eucalyptus, 
put it on wrap around a shower head it, it really helps with calming I, I i posted that recently on my instagram um it's okay it's okay to not be okay solutions focus on what you can control all right get educated get your information from multiple sources and cross check them I know it sounds like homework, but remember, this is about you retaining your power and not someone else telling you something to pull wool over your eyes. Uh, have more conversations. Start understanding more to people around you and their experiences and believe them. Get real with yourself. Life is precious. All right. No one wins against father time or death. No one. All right. So get real with yourself and treat every day like it means something because it does. And stick to your guns. This is a time of chaos and growth. All right. Like I said, we're seeing a lot of people's true colors. And we're dealing with a lot of shit. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy out here. But if you continue to focus on your growth, if you look at the situation you're in and you're like, all right, boots to the ground, I got to really figure this, this out, you know, all you can do is commend yourself for your growth, for doing what you can do, however you can do it, right? And if someone's like, oh, you don't have this, you forget them, all right? So stick to your guns of personal growth of not dealing with people just it's okay all right i know that was a long episode but it was needed i was gone for two months stay tuned uh, i got like i said i got a lot of great things coming your way i appreciate you i'm sending you so much love i am rooting for you as always and i'm sending you blessings until next time spiritual trailblazer as always spiritual trailblazer thank you for tuning in do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.